very quickly when somebody new joins the company, he starts to use words like patient rather than customer, to take care rather than fix the problem. We believe that if you really focus on the patient, the profit will come. If you really think about something big, focus on your circle of influence, focus on things you really have impact on, and then make sure that you grow that circle. When there is some important milestone in your life, you need to make tough decisions sometimes, you need to be ready for that. Because if you will be avoiding conflicts all the time, you will get nowhere. Really what I like to say is that, look, think big, you know, start small and, and go fast. This is here on TV. My name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Patrick Doleva, who is the CIO of Gemini Polska. A very warm welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Patrick, you have a degree from the Gdansk University of Technology in Poland. You started your career at GE Capital. Then you went to work for Staples. And now, since two years, you are the Chief Information Officer at uh, Gemini Polska. Uh, so, Patrick, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, a bit about your background, and how did you arrive into this position as a CIO? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean, uh, IT was you know always my passion, right? From the from the very beginning, uh, it's already I would say more than 16 years when I'm in in the business. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, I worked for quite many industries. Uh, I started even earlier working for Mars, so it was a manufacturing business. And then many years in in, in bank in in G Capital retail business uh, and yeah pharmacy always very much attached to IT and to technologies but having different business perspectives so so kind of like 360 view on IT I would say okay great and so Gemini which is the Polish pronunciation of Gemini so Gemini Polska this uh, company, could you describe that in, in, in two sentences? And, and what is it that uh, Gemini does really, really well? Yeah, Gemini, uh, it's a company which was started in uh, uh, in 90s in a small town in the north of Poland. Uh, it was actually uh, the company owned by two brothers. Um, twin brothers. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Twin brothers, exactly, right? That's the name, uh, that's the, the origin of the name Gemini. And I think from the very beginning, what was very different from, from the competition is, was that focused on, on the patient, that ethos of the pharmacist, of the people who are really, uh, really care about the patients. And even if it's already 30 years when the, when the company is in the market, that spirit is it's still, it's still here. So that culture, that focus on patients, I think that's the, the key driver for, for that company. Uh, and that's thing number one, right? And most recently, I would say we added technology. Technology is another factor which is really important for the company. It's one of the uh, uh, biggest enablers for, for our business. So in two words, uh, pharmacy ethos and technology, that's how I would describe the game. And in, in numbers, I understand there's about 4,000 employees, uh, 200 pharmacies, 130 million revenues. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's almost 4,000. Two hundred location, few distribution centers, and around more than six hundred million euro yep. revenue. And this company is, I mean, it's a fast-growing company. Over the last thirty years, has grown uh, from a startup, let's call it, in, into a scale-up, and now a, a bigger company. And um, a, a milestone, also, I understand, was the acquisition by private equity in, in uh, 2016-17. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So, so, like probably many companies, right? The company was growing quite fast, 
but really I would say in the hyper growth mode it entered after the acquisition, right? Okay. When there was a strong focus on, on getting up to scale, mm -hmm. on, uh, on transformation. So since then, uh, the company really entered the path of modernizing itself, uh, uh, introducing new technologies and, 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 and really focus on scale and on the growth. Uh, yeah. And you joined in 2019. When, when you arrived, what was the, the, let's say, the technology landscape and maturity that, uh, that was there when you, uh, when you started? Yeah, so the company in terms of technology, I would say, was very basic at the time. So it recently implemented, it had first implementation of the, of the serious implementation of the ERP system. So I would say uh, one uh, big project uh, uh, implemented, still struggling to stabilize that, uh, that initial deployment. And there was a legacy e-commerce platform. And that was, I would say, pretty much it, right? So the rest of the landscape was pretty simple, many manual processes, Excels, uh, uh, and, and so on. So uh, uh, I would say from one, from one, on one hand, it was quite a challenge, right? To try to like, keep up what, with the speed of the business and, and, and catch up, right? Yep with the technology which needs to be developed to support this kind of growth. But on the other hand, it was advantage, I think, right? Because we started uh, kind of like on the green field, right? Yep. So we could already build new things uh, according to latest standards, right? And, and really build it the way we designed it, right? not care so much about the legacy processes or technologies. So you arrived two years ago, apart from ERP, it was pretty much greenfield. So you had a, a, a marvelous play field to introduce in the right order, the right technology, the right applications. So can you give us a couple of examples where you focused on first? What, what was the domains that you have implemented? Yeah, so I think that was pretty much the biggest challenge, right? So we had to do pretty much everything at the same time, right? Because there were so many pain points, pain points regarding to the bottlenecks, right? Of, uh, which were limiting the business growth, the risks uh, because of the scale and not, not sufficient uh, uh, IT landscape beneath it. Uh, and the expectations, right, from the business leaders, from the owner, um, to really uh, get up to speed. So uh, one of the first projects we did was the introduction of the uh, warehouse management system to digitalize the back office operation, make it more efficient. At the same time, we started migration uh, of the e-commerce platform to something uh, really new and up-to-date, and business intelligence to become more data-driven company. Mm, so that was our main focus, plus infrastructure, right? Uh, to, uh, to get more scale, to, uh, to get more redundancy, more security, uh, cloud adoption, yeah, I would say many things at the same time. Um, so let's talk about a couple of the uh, platforms and the technologies that you have implemented. Let's first talk about the infrastructure and, and, and the, the, the cloud strategy. So how did you, uh, what is your vision on cloud? Are you 100%? Do, do you want to be 100% cloud? What's the, what's the idea there? Yeah, I think uh, I like play safe in, the, in this kind of situation, right? Which means that there are certain systems which really are cloud native, mm -hmm. but not all of them, right? So I knew that we need, to, uh, uh, we need to upgrade the technology in many directions, right? So pretty much at the same time, we invested in our on-prem infrastructure, meaning that we built another data center and built a metro cluster, right? So, so high availability disaster recovery solution. 
That was one direction. Another direction was for our new e-commerce platform. We introduced uh, uh, AWS mm -hmm. as our, uh, our cloud uh, platform and BI system in, in Azure and, and Google uh, 360 for, for, the, for the internet analytics. So it was a diverse strategy mm -hmm. because, uh, because uh, I'm a fan of best of breed approach. So you just pick up the solution which is best for certain need to address certain problem, right? And, uh, and yeah, and that was, that was our strategy. So today we are in the situation that we are, I would say, hybrid multi-cloud, yeah. right? So many cloud solutions. Uh, on-prem infrastructure and we can really be flexible in terms of uh, using the right technology for the right uh, business problem. Let's talk a bit about your e-commerce uh, implementation as well because I understand today in, in the, the business of pharmacies, Gemini has, has the, the, the largest number of accounts, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we are pretty much large e-commerce business here in Poland. That's why e-commerce was very important for us from the very beginning. So when we were deciding about which platform to choose, basically we had two options, right? Either go with something very stable in the market, something really, I would say, uh, 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 where many companies have experience or play with something, I would say, brand new, something innovate, something which gives us more space and more flexibility to really adjust the platform to our, our strategy. Mm -hmm. So we took that second direction, okay. right? We were the first company to implement a certain solution in the Polish market, the, the product called, called Spryker. And the reason why we went with that uh, was because of modularity, because of uh, uh, headless approach, right? And because of flexibility, we really wanted um, to have in our business. So, Patrick, can you give uh, us a couple of examples of the uh, innovative things that you've done with this new infrastructure, this new platforms, this new uh, e-commerce uh, platform and so on? What are the, the, the things that you're really proud of? So I think we took an advantage of, uh, uh, of e-healthcare uh, strategy of the Polish government. Uh, they introduced the, the infrastructure for e-prescription. Mm -hmm. So taking the, the traditional prescriptions to the online world. Mm -hmm. But the problem which, which, uh, which we discover is that patients will have very hard times to understand what there is on their prescription. Uh, where to find those products yep. and to make sure that when they actually be in the pharmacy, right, the product will be ready for, their, yep. for them. And not to speak about the ugly handwriting of typically of doctors, right? So uh, <laughs> that you don't have Exactly, problem. exactly. So we created an app, a mobile app, where you can actually check what, what is on their e-prescription, where those products are and, and book those products, right? Yep. So, so whenever you, you are in a, in, a, in a pharmacy, those products are ready for you. And that was uh, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, which was really also helpful that, you know, people were scared, right, to go to the pharmacies, right, to the public places. So that also really helped to reduce that risk of, you know, going around the city and trying to find the medicines you need, right? Yeah. You, you could just check it in, in the app. And well, because... Be by becoming fully digital, and that's how, what I understand is, is um, your strategy as a company is not only to be the leader in, in the business, but also the leader to be a leader in digital that, uh, that really allows you to do more for patients than, 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 than typical smaller shops would be able to do, right? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, it, I think it's not only in Poland, but I think there is a you know, huge potential in, in the pharmacist, right? Mm -hmm. Because those are people who are really well educated in terms of uh, knowledge about medicines, about the treatment, right? Yeah. Those are people who are really close to the patients, right? So there are many pharmacies near the places you live, right? Near, near where you live, where you work, right? Near, near where you shop, right? So there is a huge potential, but I think, and it's, 
it's in many countries. Those people are mostly like sellers, like selling medicine, selling mm -hmm. drugs, right? So, so uh, our strategy is to enable them with the digital technologies, right? So they can do more for the patients, right? They can focus really more on advising patients, on really understand the patient's problems. Uh, and, and because of technology, right, right they, can, they can be closer to them and, and they can have more, more time for them when the patient actually is uh, in, the, in the pharmacy or, or, or through the digital channel as well, remotely. You talked about the, the ethos, the ethics of the, uh, of the company. So is that, there must be a special culture at, at, at Gemini. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, about that? Yeah, I think that is really special. That was something which uh, for me was a, a, a very special when I joined, right? Because usually when you think about the, the, the company culture, especially in the big corporation, you hear about some founders, right? Like, I don't know, many years ago in, a, in, a, in some country, there was somebody who discovered the company, right? And, and many times you read about the, um, about the culture from the posters, right, on the walls. Here in, in, in Gemini, you could really feel the culture, right, because of the pharmacist working around you. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who very often were, at, were from the beginning in the company, really understood that, that, that spirit, right, which uh, uh, founders have. And, 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 and you could really feel it, right? So very quickly, when, when somebody new joins the company, he starts to use uh, 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 words like patient rather than customer, uh, to take care rather than, rather than fix the problem, right? So, so that culture really gets into, 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 into yourself very quickly. And, and what I really like the most is like, First of all, you know, people talk about patients and how to help them and the profit, the revenue comes next, right? So, so we believe that if you provide a really good service and you, if you really focus on the patient, the profit will come, right? Not the other, other otherwise. So, so I really like that, that special spirit. So it's quite different than many uh, retailers who are very like sales-driven, very numbers-driven. I think in Gemini, it's, it's quite opposite. Okay, let's, let's talk about your IT organization. Um, are you supporting these 4,000 people, these uh, 200 uh, outlets or pharmacies? Um, how have you organized your, uh, your team? How is IT and digital organized in, uh, in Gemini? Yeah, so, so like in technology, I think uh, that was the advantage that I could start from the scratch, right? Mm -hmm. So, so the, the, the IT organization was pretty unmature when I joined. So we could start like from the beginning, say, okay, what is the business strategy? Uh, what kind of core competencies the IT needs to have in order to support that strategy? So very quickly... Mm, I, I, I identified that e-commerce and business intelligence, those are those two pillars, right? We really want to grow. And in those two pillars, we really developed uh, strong in-house skills, including the development team mm, 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 and so on. So the IT organization is... Uh, 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 I would say it's a hybrid organization. Mm -hmm. So in some areas, we have very deep technical skills uh, in order to really control the IT landscape, really be able to innovate, right? Really be, really be able to respond fast to business needs. And in some areas, we really uh, uh, focus on partners, on right partnerships, right? We, we outsource some things which are commodities for us, mm -hmm. right? Like you know, ERP, like you know, HR systems, right? That's not our core competency. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so, so that's on the, on the technology side. 
And then uh, we are age, agile from the beginning, right? Because, because again, because it was quite a, quite a green field, we were able to already organize ourselves in an uh, in a agile uh, product teams, right? So building the, the multi-skill teams with you know, product owners, scrum masters, tech leads, developers, testers, right? So in those areas where we really want to innovate and really want to uh, be innovative, we are very, very agile, right? So you, um, you invested yeah. in, in, in business intelligence and, and you said that um, the company is data-driven. Can you, can you give a couple of examples of, of what you do with, uh, with all this data that is flowing around in, uh, in your organization? Yeah, I would say that like two levels, right? Uh, one level is uh, uh, we need to uh, uh, provide all the data, like a business data for different, uh, for, for different business stakeholders so they, so they know how to run the business, right? Mm -hmm. So reporting, so uh, data analytics tools. Mm -hmm. And that was the big transformation from like the Excel driven data analytics to really proper BI uh, driven uh, data analytics. That's, mm -hmm. I would say that's kind of basic, right, yep. uh, thing. But then uh, uh, what is really important in, in, in our business and in healthcare uh, industry, and I think it's also the main blocker for many companies which try to innovate in the e-healthcare, is that those data are many times very sensitive, right? So when you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you want to understand your patient, your customer, you, you want to have data about him, you need to be very transparent. Uh, you need to be very precise what do you do with those data and that you do that with very secure manner. So we are very much focused on things like pseudonymization of like, you know, uh, decoupling personal data from the sensitive data mm -hmm. of making sure that only people who really need to access the sensitive data have access to the data and all the people who really doesn't need to, 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 uh, to have that access, they work on like anonymous data, right? Yeah. So, so, so that's the very big, I would say, uh, enabler, uh, uh, not only for our business, but for the all e-healthcare businesses to really be transparent to the patients, to the regulators. And, you know, whoever will do that very good, I think we'll, they, we have a big advantage over, over the competition. I can imagine the analytics of, of your e-commerce is also important. And, and can you tell us a little bit about that and what you get out of, uh, of analytics in that front? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very important, like in, you know, in a, a, any other e-commerce, right? So, so here... We try to uh, get as, as much data as possible using uh, uh, Google Analytics 360. Uh, so very e-commerce driven analytics, I would say, in that space. But also we, we gather uh, uh, data about you know, sales, about stocks, about, um, about procurements. Uh, in order to really optimize you know, our inventory, optimize our margins, optimize our, our procurement needs. Because, you know, if we are more optimal in terms of back office business, we can pass more value to the customer, right? Yep. Be, be more uh, competitive also and, you know, give better prices, better, better product availability. Because that, that's also very important things for the patients. Because what, at the end of the day, what patients are looking for is a product availability, so they can really find what they need to have a really good price, right? Okay. Uh, so that analytics really helps uh, driving uh, those two factors. So in a, in a 4,000 people uh, pharmacy business, how, how big is IT in, in people or in spending? Can you give us some numbers there? Yeah, so we are still growing. Today it's more or less 50, 50 employees of, of, for the internal IT team. Yeah. But of course we have also a network of partners. 
many partners uh, uh, for, for different business areas. And I would say in terms of numbers, the IT spent is more or less 1% of the total business revenue. Okay. And so when you arrived pretty much greenfield apart from ERP, you had to build your teams in different domains like BI and so on and so on. So how would you describe your role today as, as the CIO of, of, of Gimini? What is the most important things that you need to focus on in, uh, in this year? Mm. Yeah, I think that that role is evolving, right? Mm. So I would describe myself at the beginning as enabler for, for scale, right? So somebody who helps scale the business. Then I would, I would name as, myself as person responsible for, for reducing the operational risk, right? To, to introduce the proper governance, security and so on, because we are in a very regulated business. And now I would call myself as the yeah, enabler for innovation, right? So somebody who really brings the capabilities, technical, organizational capabilities to the organization, so we can even think about creating new business models, providing more sophisticated services, uh, uh, so do more than just sell the, yeah. um, the pharmacy products. And how easy is it for, for you who, who drives IT and digital in this very specialized environment that is owned by private equity? So there's a focus on finance there, there's a focus on patients over there. How, how do you work with your, uh, with your colleagues, with the top management, to make sure that they are digitally savvy and that they know what is possible uh, with digital nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's <clears throat> it's it, it, it's it's a matter of keeping the balance, like you said, be balance between focusing on the patient, which, mm -hmm. as I said, is uh, number one for us. But of course, the business needs to be profitable, right, in order to last, right, to grow, to provide that service to the patient. It needs to be profitable, right? So there is always a, a, a focus on, on one hand, thinking about bringing new technologies and educating about that new technologies, uh, uh, to, which can which can bring additional value for mm -hmm. the patients, right? But on the other side, yes, we need to be uh, uh, also cost efficient. You know, when, when you have that kind of growth, right, and that kind of transformation, right, like, like you have in Gemini, of course that IT spend will grow, right? Yeah. Especially when you are new in the cloud world, I would say, then, then those costs can be, can be high at the beginning. So, so uh, 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 yeah, we also need to be very uh, careful here. So for me, the, the biggest role is about, you know, understanding what's going on in the market, what kind of technologies are there, mm -hmm. utilizing my, my network, my network of, you know, peer, other peers in other companies uh, in a, a, with a large network of vendors to really understand what's going on and then kind of linking the dots, right? Okay, what the, what the leadership team is thinking about in terms of strategy and what is possible in terms of the technology. I think today's CIO's role is to really find that link between those dots, right? Uh, and not only kind of be uh, reactive, right? So only respond to the business need, but also mm, show what is possible, inspire, right? Uh, kind of encourage also to take risk and do some proof of concept, right? Also think in, in some perspective, like, okay, there is, a new, uh, there is a technology which might not be really most important today, but we need to start doing something with that technology because it might be very needed one or two years ahead of us. Yeah. 
So you talked about networking and, and you're an active member of, uh, of our CIONet community as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit, what is it that a community brings to you and uh, as a professional, what is it that you, you get out of it? What is it that you learn? Yeah, I think you know, that, that is very fantastic in the IT world. Uh, and I don't know if you have that many other, I would say, uh, industries. People really like to share, right? Mm -hmm. They know that they really want to talk about what they, are, they have accomplished, right? They, they really uh, uh, share the information, they, they, they seek for the information. So, so I think that's really a, a really good thing in the, in the IT community mm -hmm. that, that you can openly right, speak about your uh, challenges uh, uh, and also a share right with, with your experience so I think that uh, that communities like CIONet and and, and, and and similar this is the um, great uh, possibility to generate new ideas to share the ideas uh, you don't need to invest right much uh, money it's it's the matter of being really open right for those kind of uh, uh, relations so so uh, and I and I and I, like, like I said, I don't see that many other communities in other uh, industries uh, so much. Uh, uh, I would say open like like in IT world. Okay, let's talk about you have built your team to uh, to, to 50 people internally plus outsourced uh, and quite a, a resources uh, outside of the company as well. What is your uh, management style and how do you make sure? that the, the teams that you built, that they, are, that they are successful? How do you make sure that, they, uh, that you attract the right people, that you retain them, and that they bring the right results? Mm. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, first of all, uh, I think what is really important for the leader, right, is to have a vision, right? Mm -hmm. Really understand what is that North Star, right? Not, not maybe in details, but really the direction we want to go. Yep. And I think that vision needs to be compelling, right? That vision needs to be attractive. That vision needs to be like a story which people really get excited about, right? So, so that's my, I, I would say, first, uh, 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 I would say, approach, right? Really tell exciting stories about, about our vision. And two, my style is um, uh, that I really like to work uh, with the people, I would say, in the partnership mode, right? So it's not about being directive. It's not about really like uh, uh, um, telling exactly what to do. It's about, hey, okay, this is the direction. This is the, the, the vision. Let's sit together and, and work in details how to get there, right? Yeah. Which is the right path to, to get there. So, so I, think, uh, I think that because of my open style in terms of communication, mm -hmm. because, uh, because of uh, not um, being like um, close to different opinions, uh, uh, I'm able to really get out uh, from the people what is best in them. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is a, is, is a top CIO needs to be a good leader. So, uh, so, so having the right type of leadership is important. Now, it's always interesting to see how people look up to their, look at their leaders. So what, what do you think that people that work in your teams, what do you think that they will say about you when, when you're not around? When they gossip about you, what is it that, uh, that they will say about Patrick? Mm, that's, yeah, that's, you know, hard to say, right? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe the next interview should be with one of my, my, my colleagues, right? But, yeah, but, but I think, I think that uh, uh, they, they say that um, they can have really safe, conversation with me right mm -hmm. that they can really be honest with their thoughts that i might not always be uh, agree with them right but uh, but we'll spend as much time as possible to really understand each other 
understand uh, our views. So at the end of the day, whatever the decision will be, uh, we will have, I would say, enough confidence that it was discussed well. Now we talked about the business, about how IT is organized. We talked about your building teams, your management style, your leadership. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, you as a person. And, and, and so what I'm always interested in, if at the end of the day, if you close your laptop and you say, this was a good day, what must have happened? What is it that really drives you, that gives you a, a really good feeling of leading the, uh, the IT and digital team in, uh, at, at Gemini? Yeah, I think that <clears throat> that feeling that mm, you moved a little bit closer to that, to that North Star, to that direction, right? So you and the team accomplished something meaningful, meaningful even if it was something small that day, but you feel that it's a step to the to the right to the right way mm-hmm. right and if at the same time you know you you was able to um, to do it in a such a way that you you didn't have to force anybody right it was something which 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 uh, happened because people trust you because people like your vision because people fully support it mm-hmm. then i think uh, uh, I feel that it was a good day, right? And, and, and I'm satisfying, satisfied uh, going back home. Yeah. Now, as a common thread in these uh, interview series, we uh, have uh, requested you to do uh, your MBTI uh, test. And, and so you are an ENFJ uh, personality type, uh, which is also known as the protagonist. Uh, so that means you're m- more extrovert than introvert. You're more intuitive. You um, like to look at the big picture more than than uh, uh, than sense sensitive, and so you're more on the emotional side than on the rational side, and more on the judging than on the perceiving side. You so you like to take decisions and have the plans um, fully developed and followed, and you like working with people, and, and relationships are uh, important uh, for you. Now, people with this personality uh, type, their typical strengths are that they are tolerant, that they are reliable, that they are charismatic, altruistic, and natural leaders. How does that resonate for, uh, for you? Does that make sense? Is that how you look at yourself? Yeah, I think so. I think so. When I, when I read the description, right, uh, about, about my personality, I think I'm very much, you know, aligned with that. Uh, and yeah, and that's true, right? I, 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 I really um, energize myself with the interaction with people. And no, no matter if it's uh, by listening to the people or, or even by talking, but, but that, that, that true interaction with the people kind of, you know, makes my brain discover something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I'm, if I'm, every time I talk about something, uh, even, if it, even if it's the same story or vision, I might internally discover something new, right? Yep. Uh, and the same is, you know, with, with, with other people's comments, right? Um, I think I'm really good in, like, uh, like linking the dots, right? So kind of incorporating other ideas into, into, into broader vision. So, um, so definitely, yeah, yeah, I'm extrovert. And definitely uh, relationships uh, with the people are important for me. Yeah. Definitely I rather seek for compromise than force somebody right and and you and 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 rather avoiding conflicts that's also true (laughs) (laughs) now people with this personality type their potential weaknesses or um, typically for that category is that they can be overly idealistic they can be too selfless too sensitive they can have fluctuating self-esteem and sometimes they struggle to make tough decisions because relationships are so important and you tend to avoid conflict, uh, like you said. But if you're a manager, 
and you need to build teams and so on, sometimes you have to take tough decisions. So how did you learn that? How do you, did you learn to make tough decisions? Yeah, yeah, that's very much true. Yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, of course, you know, in order to, <clears throat> to really execute, mm -hmm. you need to uh, sometimes make uh, a tough decisions, right? And I think, you know, the key th there are two key things here, right? One is to create a properly, proper diverse team, okay. right? So when I look at myself, I, try, I know what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses, right? Uh, I think I'm, I'm quite self-aware about, about myself. So when I build teams, I try to uh, uh, hire people who not will be exact like me, yep. but sometimes even opposite, right? So as a team, we will be really strong, right? Like in the you know football game, right? You don't, you don't have, you don't, you cannot have only strikers. You need to have people in, in different roles, right? That uh, that is uh, uh, one thing. Another thing is, yes, because I'm like you said, um, sometimes altruistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tend to think about my about uh, some decisions in a broader, I would say, picture, right? So sometimes the tough decision needs to be made, not because what I think, not because of that second person, but it's about the the whole company, those thousands of people who work in the company. So you cannot avoid some tough decisions mm -hmm. because you are putting at risk many, many people, yep. right, in your, in, your, in your business, right? So looking at that from this perspective uh, helps you really uh, feel that, uh, that it's, 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 uh, it's also about the people, right? Even if, if in a certain situation you need to be quite tough. But also, you know, I would say in my, in my life, right, what I learned is that that uh, uh, when there is some important milestone in your, in your life, you need to make tough decisions sometimes. You need to be ready for that. You need to face that challenge because if you will be avoiding conflicts all the time, right, you will, you will, you will get nowhere. Absolutely. Exactly. So what is your, or do you have a personal mantra? If, if, if you have to make the decisions, what is it that you can always fall back on? What are the, some of the basic convictions that you have, the mantras uh, that you have in your life? Yeah, I would say something uh, I call the circle of influence, mm -hmm. right? So I tend to think that uh, even you, you know, if you really think about something big, you have a big idea in mind, mm -hmm. you have that North Star, in order to proceed, you need to focus on the things you have control over, right? So, so, so my, my mantra is focus on your uh, circle of influence, focus on things you really have impact on, yeah. and then make sure that you grow that circle, right? That circle of influence is bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, 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 and the best way to grow that circle of influence is by proper relations with, with people, building your network, convincing people uh, uh, to your vision. Uh, and also, you know, um, because of, of good relations, right? Many times you can really, uh, you can really um, uh, have more impact, right? Also on, 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 your, on your network. So, so focus on your uh, circle influence and grow it. And what do you do with things outside of that circle then? How do you, how do you manage them? <laughs> I plan, I plan <laughs> the strategy, right? Uh, how to get into, into the situation mm -hmm. when I will have a, a, a possibility to, to impact that, right? So, so the, the, the really what I like to, to say is like, look, think big, you know, start small and, and go fast, right? So, so, yeah, so think about the steps you need to take in order to, to have a, a control over that, that, that thing. Yeah. And if something is really outside of your control 
and 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 especially with which is not on your path to that your north star just leave it right just don't waste your time on 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 it uh, patrick you told me that you married and you have a 10 year old daughter um, what is it what values is it that you are passing on to your to your daughter what are the for you the most important values that that drive your thinking and that you want to make sure that in your your family your legacy will uh, uh, will stay alive i think uh, it's the matter of finding the right balance right the right balance between you know chasing uh, 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 your goals your ab- ambitions right your professional uh, goals mm-hmm. but at the same time you know be a good person right just as a person right so so you you don't lose that balance that you are very much focused on 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 accomplishing things mm-hmm. but on, on on the other side you are really destroying the relations and at the end of the day what i try to think is that if 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 all my career was gone at at, at one day right yeah. and i had nothing right uh, 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 what i worked for so many years what is left right the le- what is left is is the, is the people is the relations right and and i really would like you know that that uh, uh, you are not like a negative very negatively impacting people just because you 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 have you know your your professional vision yeah. so family is important for you can you talk a little bit about your family background? What kind of, where did you grow up, and 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 how did, and, and what did that teach you uh, in life? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I would say uh, I would call myself like a small town guy, mm-hmm. right? So I raised in a in a in a small town in the in the north of Poland. Um, I grown up. I would say uh, let's call it like simple family right <laughs> so which means that um with not like you know high education with not like high expectation right and um and uh, and my both parents died when i was uh, not grown up right uh-huh. so uh that uh, that learned me that i need to really you know be pragmatic in terms of you know uh, uh um what i do with my life right okay. so i think that's also part of the answer uh how how i i would say um, make sure that i'm not over over idealistic right so so uh, uh, naturally i have that vision but then by, by my experience right quite tough experience i know that you need to be pragmatic and go step by step right that you need to focus on on also uh, today on also uh, where are you today right so so what i'm really proud of is that uh, without that big i would say social capital without that big uh, i would say material ca- capital i was really able accomplish my goals uh, and hopefully still stay just a decent you know person right in terms of relations with others because your parents they uh, you lost your parents when you were still quite young that meant i can imagine that you had to grow up faster and you had to be more responsible yeah. faster than than other people right exactly exactly and really you know plan carefully i would say the next step right so okay what kind of uh, i don't know profession right i need to take in order to be you know uh, uh, self sufficient right in order to really uh, i i don't i don't have anybody who can support me right so i really had to plan carefully my 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 my, my professional career steps uh, be, uh, to always be like you know uh, uh, self sufficient right yep. and, and and to be able to uh, have something to live on live from right absolutely so what was the 
What was the best thing that ever happened to you in, in, in your life? What, and, and what is it that you're most grace, uh, grateful for? Uh, that you say, well, this was really cool. I'm very grateful that this happened in, uh, in, in my personal and professional life so far. Yeah, I think I, I, I won't be original here, uh, here, my daughter, right? When, when my daughter was, was born, that was really something really special, special for me, right? Uh, and, and that opportunity to build that special relation between, you know, father and daughter, that opportunity to really be, be with her, uh, watching, you know, her making her next steps, right? Watching her growing. That's something really, really important for me. Mm, and I think that... Uh, Having that possibility to really pass my experience, right, pass my 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 knowledge, but at the same time really respect that you know she's diff probably different person than I am, right? I cannot just you know copy paste, right, my experience, right? Yeah, the chance that so, she's so, gonna be a CIO is very slim, right? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> you never know, right? No. But 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 yeah. But but it's not a copy paste, right? No. So that's also for me very very a good challenge uh, to mm, to adjust, right? That message, adjust that experience, and, and very much respect who she is. So, Patrick, you. Um are from the, originally from the north of Poland in a, in a small town. Uh, you grew up uh, uh, pretty early, pretty fast. You've always been very determined and, and hardworking. And you've built um, uh, quite a success and, and, and where you are in your uh, position today as, uh, as CIO of this, uh, of this amazing company. So people that are watching this video and that also have the ambition to become uh, uh, a chief information officer in a fast-growing company like yours, well, what is the advice that you would give to people that are 10 years younger, that are at the start of their career, 15 years younger, and that, and, and that want to have a similar uh, success like you have? I, I would say um, have really bold dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Think really uh, high in terms of what you can have accomplish because uh, like in my experience, right, I would never say, I don't know, 20 years ago that I will be in this position, right? So, so really have ambitious, ambitions, really think bold, but then be really pragmatic in terms of steps, right? Be really pragma pragmatic about what is your next step? What is that, that, that thing you need to do tomorrow? in order to, 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 to be closer to your, to your vision. Mm -hmm. And, and to really uh, be, uh, be patient, but also be careful that uh, from time to time, there are those milestones, those special moments, right? When you need, you need to make a certain decision. And really in those moments, right? Uh, think it through clearly, right? And, and be, be very, very uh, uh, focused on, on, uh, on making that decision wisely. Okay. Well, with that, good advice, uh, Patrick. I would like to thank you for your time and for uh, your sharing your, uh, your ideas, your vision, your strategy and the experiences that you have. So uh, thank you so much and hope uh, that in the future I can come over and, uh, and visit the beautiful city of Gdansk again, and that we can meet in person. Yeah, definitely. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.